Hey, this is a shout out to all pharmacy owners out there, your champions of your community during this pandemic. Your pharmacy is more important than ever before. There's a product out there I'd like you to take a look at. I'm talking about the Pen Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack. For the same copay for your patients as pen needles alone, the UltiGuard Safe Pack provides 100 premium pen needles and a sharps container all in one. When pharmacies dispense the Pen Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack, they see consistently higher revenue and higher margins. Check this product out today and let us know what you think. Go to www.ultiguardsafepack forward slash podcast. That's ultiguardsafepack forward slash podcast. You can get a free sample pack on the website. Thanks for all you do as frontline healthcare providers. And thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Conventional diagnostic blood testing, it's its necessary. We have to have reliable diagnostic testing. And it hasn't really noticeably changed uh, in 70 years. And there's an organization that was introduced to me from a, uh, a PR partner, a communications partner of ours, who we really rely upon to give us razor uh, sharp um, suggestions and bringing content to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation that is not only um, backed by evidence-based studies, but also gives us an opportunity to extend the services that pharmacies present to their communities. Um, Today, we're going to be interviewing um, the CEO of Babson Diagnostics, um, and I'm excited to bring Dr. David Stein uh, to the uh, Pharmacy Podcast and really dig into Babson Diagnostics and what this means and why they lead with uh, pharmacies first in their communities. Um, David, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Todd, it's really great to be here and just thank you to you and your community for the opportunity. Absolutely. And what's interesting is, is and it's no coincidence, you've done things the right way and, and the way that you're building this. Uh, Babson Diagnostics has been honored as among uh, the select group of fierce uh, med tech innovators. And you were given an award recently because of the progression and success that you've been having in the marketplace for um, blood diagnostic uh, services. And I want you to really share what the Babson Diagnostic Mission is and why you're leading um, in partnership with pharmacy. Great, no. Thank you, Todd. And I think, um, as you said, diagnostic blood testing is, we feel is critical. It's critical because it informs over 70% of all clinical decisions. And it's critical for the early diagnosis and treatment of disease and for driving health and for driving health span. Um, as you've noted, the, the diagnostic experience largely hasn't changed in 70 years. And we are uh, a pioneer in, in bringing truly an alternative to venipuncture where we, we want to bring accessibility and convenience to diagnostic blood testing. We want to bring people a true alternative to the current way it's done. 
without sacrificing, you know, menu breadth, quality, or any of the things that are clinically very important. Um, when we talk about it, we look at pharmacies as a critical part of, of our future offering because pharmacies are, are really uniquely positioned to do the front door to healthcare. You know, we've seen when the pressure has hit the system with COVID and with other um, critical parts of, of, of treating, you know, treating people and also driving health, that pharmacies have stepped up, you know, to meet the challenge. And also pharmacies are where people want to go. A lot of it's because, you know, for most of us, they're right around the corner from our house. But also the transactional nature of a pharmacy makes it really easy for people to be able to walk in, get blood testing done, get a vaccine done, and walk out. And that's how at Babson we've engineered our solutions. So we're a science-first company. I think you'll hear me talk about that over and over and over again, that, you know, when I think about it, sooner or later, one of my children will be um, tested by it or a loved one or somebody I know, so that's really important to me, and we're, we're dealing with people's lives. Um, so we always put that, you know, people above profit and people above, um, and science above anything else as part of our integrity. When you look at our solution, what we envision is, You'd be able to walk into a pharmacy, quickly get sampled there by a pharmacy tech. That the it's very easy to collect um, finger collection device. Where we're developing in partnership with Becton Dickinson, we have a proprietary device. Um, five to ten minutes, you'd be out. The pharmacy tech would be able to put that 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 collected blood into a very simple device we leave behind, which automates all the pre-analytic processes to ensure sample quality and to make sure that the pharmacy doesn't have to do any timing or special work or mixing or centrifugation. And then once a day our couriers come, they pick up those samples, they restock supplies and bring those samples to our, our highly automated labs. We run broad menus of tests on those assays and then report to the consumer same day or next day. Or, you know, the consumer and the clinician it, it, there's very many models depending on what state you're in, whether you could self-order or whether the clinician orders it. And we want to be flexible to that. But our key thing is because you went to a pharmacy and you had the convenience and the accessibility, you do not want to have to do a trade-off. You don't want to have to do a trade-off where you're going to accept a different level of quality or a different level of venue breath or a different cost. Since day one, we've looked at it. How can we bring the best of near patient point of care sample collection with making it as easy for a trained healthcare worker to implement, but not needing a phlebotomist coupled with the economies of scale and many breadth of, of centralized processing to really get the best of both worlds. Yeah. The, the mention of micro sampling and the importance of drawing the little amount of blood needed to do a complete diagnostic test and uh, and panel review of the patient is so important. And the venture or, or veni, they call veni puncture, uh, drawing the blood from a from a vein in the arm, uh, you know, and producing samples and having enough uh, uh, blood to do a deep enough deep enough uh, analysis is all part of this closed loop that you've designed, which is exciting because of. The inability to get blood drawn uh, by all the patients that need the testing, and then having the process uh, complete and the the analysis complete, 
it seems that you've designed something that's very condensed and very simplistic so that you're taking the guesswork out of wondering what next is in the process. Can you take us through the the, the process that Babson has, has designed? Sure. So um, I, I think exactly what you said. We want to make it highly science first so there's no cheap steps along the way. So when we started incubating this, um, when, when we started this incubating it back at Siemens and, and along the way, we've always focused on science and having no quote cheat steps, always keeping science first. Um, and the way it actually works is you, you would walk in again, the sample is collected by most likely a pharmacy tech and it depends on the state, but most likely a pharmacy tech in a very transactional matter because it's very quick where you can walk up to the pharmacy counter. Your tests are already in our app. The, the pharmacy tech only knows that it's you and what tubes they need to collect, either one or two tubes, depending on whether it includes, um, you know, hematology and serum tests or just one or the other. We have a proprietary device we developed with BD, which is a on the surface a very simple finger stick, but what's great about it is it collects a very high quality sample of blood at a at a a volume enough for us to do full panels of testing. So very quickly, the, the pharmacy tech would, would collect one or two tubes of blood and you're on your way. Those tubes are then placed in our, our sample collection device we leave behind at the, at the pharmacy. This can be placed anywhere in the pharmacy, not doesn't need a, a dedicated space. And the, the great thing it does is it automates all the pre-analytic steps. So it automates the mixing of the sample. It automates any incubation you do on the sample. For the serum, it automates uh, the centrifugation. And then as soon as possible, it puts those samples into refrigerated containers. So what you have is right from sampling to refrigeration as soon as possible to ensure sample quality. And because it goes from sampling right into the device, you have chain of custody. So the the our retail partners and, and the pharmacy tech most likely doesn't have to worry about where the sample is they basically have a, a caddy with them which contains all the, the the collection supplies and as soon as they're done collecting the sample they just place the tube in the caddy and and everything's automated from there and the the third the, the thing also that that sample collection workstation does is it maximizes the utility of the blood we collect I think that's really important here is the way we're able to do these broad panels of, of testing is the convolution of three things. It's a collection of a very high quality, large volume of capillary blood very quickly and reliably. It's stabilizing that blood and maximizing the clinical utility through IP we have as Babson. And then it's a running of the, the, those um, tests on miniaturized assays on high volume, fully automated systems using state-of-the-art technology in our central labs. So if you look at it, um, it's collect a nice volume of capillary blood, make sure it's high quality, maximize the clinical utility of that blood by maximizing the, the serum we collect and minimizing the waste, and then needing a less blood to actually do the test. But there's no cheat steps. We don't dilute samples. We don't do anything like that. They'll run just as they would in any high-volume lab. I think the key thing here is this is a product that's, that's still under development, but our clinical studies in the field have really shown us that um, we're very proud of, of the results we have. 
and it shows we're on the right path to realize these broad, broad panels um, across both hematology and serum tests that meet the needs of what is typically tested during your routine blood screen and in monitoring of disease and beyond that, um, again, without sacrificing, you know, quality, cost, or any other key parameter that clinicians care about and that payers care about. Driving patients, driving consumers into the pharmacy for, uh, for testing and point-of-care testing has become a big part of community mm -hmm. pharmacy services that they're doing. Um, what's uh, Babson prepared to do to really assist in, in announcing and in marketing to the public at large that your community pharmacy can be a source of, of testing for you as a patient too, where you're not having to go to a, you know, like a Quest Diagnostics or something like that? Sure. Um, I think it's a great question. I think we have seen with, with vaccines, we've now seen with COVID testing, people prefer accessibility and convenience um, of pharmacies. I mean, it, it just, it's funny, you know, 10 years ago, if you said to somebody, go get a vaccine, they might've said, I'm going to go to my doctor or a hospital. Now they say, just go to, go to your local pharmacy. Right. Um, and we see a lot of that. I mean, uh, it's amazing how many services that your local pharmacy can do. I mean, maybe it's a little bit back to the future of how pharmacies were when my father was growing up and some of the pharmacies I experienced growing up in New York, which were really full service pharmacies. You know, if my father had any medical question, he almost went to his pharmacy before his clinician because he really, there was that trust there with his pharmacist. And so I think when I look at it, what, what does Babson need to do? One, we need to be, be very clear that, um, that the results are, are of the highest quality and they're comparable to what you would get in a, in a standard reference. And we will have to show that. Two, we have to give people choice. So the ability to go to an accessible location and get a capillary sample, a simple finger sample done. Because venipuncture is here to stay and it, and, it, and it fills a very key niche but and a very key part of the healthcare system. But we think through our solution, we will be able to replace venipuncture for routine blood collection and broad menu. And I think the key thing there is giving people that choice because there are a significant part of the population who have a physiological reaction or a fear of venipuncture. Mm -hmm. And even without that fear, they would love to be able just transactionally to walk into a, a pharmacy, get their routine blood testing done, and walk out. And that's what people are really used to today. I mean, I think... It's amazing how transactional the world has become. You know, I remember, you know, because I travel a lot when you would worry about when I land, how am I going to get to my hotel? Or you would worry about several other things like, you know, we need to make a, we need to call five days ahead to make, when we were able to go to restaurants, a, a restaurant reservation. Now we're so used to right at the, when we're, you know, when we're ready to transactionally, just in time, being able to book or do something. I think that's going to be the key with our with our retail partners. When you're walking past one of our partner pharmacies and you see they offer um, the BAPSA testing, you could walk in and get tested when it's convenient for you. I think that's key. It will drive adoption. Our, our feeling, and I think it's pretty, you know, as I said before, diagnostic blood testing is key. And our belief is accessibility and convenience will drive compliance and drive people to get tested. And for me, 
it's less about business. It's it's more about if you can get somebody to um, that's pre-diabetic and you catch them and you start to treat them before they become full diabetic, their quality of life for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years is so much better. If you can get somebody that maybe has a little bit of fatty liver disease before they get some kind of bigger uh, liver issue, their quality of life is so much better. And for me, it's all about that health span. It's how can we work with pharmacies, with clinicians, with payers to increase people's health span and in the end, increase their quality of life and and their overall happiness. It might sound like a big, hair audacious goal, but it really is a goal of ours. You know, our, our, you know, healthcare needs to be kind. We're dealing with people and their lives are at stake. And again, we want to bring diagnostic blood testing to convenient locations People get tested so that they can, end of the day, partner with a clinician, take action, and improve their health span and quality of life. And it's just a virtuous circle for all of us. So this conversation has now spawned some curiosity in, in, in me if, as a non-clinician. I just had a conversation before we started this interview with Pharmazam, who is a uh, diagnostic uh, analytics company dedicated to pharmacogenomics and the testing of the efficacy of medications in in a uh, in a person's system and how they break down those medications uh, based on their DNA. Mm-hmm. Can can you give me a contrast compare between blood testing and saliva testing and kind of where those two are the razor sharp um, you know end all be all for testing versus disease states or processes or the way that we would use testing because community pharmacy is going to be embracing both of those. And I always wanted to understand the difference. Yeah, I think we we could spend a lot of time talking about different sample types. I mean, the gold standard is, is blood. I mean, that's, that's what you want to take. There's a lot of tests you could do in saliva. Um, You know, we've seen it in COVID testing. You've seen it in, in other at home infectious disease testing. I think that really has a place infectious disease testing. You also see its role in, in hormone testing. I think there's really niches where saliva works well. And the end of the day, gold standard is, is your blood. That's what you care about the most, especially when you're looking at things like your hematology parameters of, of red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. And then all the other parameters, the chemistry and amino acid parameters that you look at from your thyroid to your lipids to, you know, how your liver is functioning and how your kidneys are functioning. So it's a nice combination of, you know, the, the most of the volume in the world of diagnostic testing is blood. So we're first targeting that segment, but in the future, we will look at other things like urine, other sample types because they fit nicely in our ecosystem. The holy, you know, I've been in, I've had the, the benefit of being in, in in vitro diagnostics for about 20 years. And ever since I joined, there's been this concept of the holy grail diagnostics was, can you do broad panels from a few drops of blood? Mm-hmm. Right, and many people have claimed it and, and we have the vision of it. Um, you know, in, in Babson Diagnostics, we think we're very close to realizing that vision with the products that we have under development. And again, it's not one drop of blood, it's a few drops of blood. And, and it's all about, can you collect those few drops of blood at accessible, easy to reach locations without special phlebotomists and make it really transactional and easy for people. So our thing is, you know, that, that centerpiece of making blood easy 
has always been what people are, are looking to do. And um, we're driving to be the first to really attain it. Because once you have all the blood results, then everything really flows together nicely. Yeah. Yeah, the public doesn't really understand even what pharmacists are capable of doing, let alone what your blood can tell you. And um, there have been some interesting research that has proven that blood testing can uncover you know, the risk for preeclampsia and even mental health yep. and depression. Um, if you're going to become a binge drinker, I read from the University of Illinois and Chicago researchers examining the blood of, of binge drinkers and, and what that can tell them for for future cases and dehydration and autism and even every virus you've ever had. It's it's just fascinating. Um, and, you know, I think back to what the public is um, spoon fed and sometimes those spoon fed um, media pieces don't give enough real detail. And I think of Theranos and, and where they um, where they had a had a growth issue and, and what they were proving and and what they were delivering to the market and how, of course, that all fell apart. And it's great to see that your organization is, as you've said so many different times during the interview, that you are science driven. You are evidence based driven and um, in rolling out that way and having a team of people um, that, that are that are connected back to that, as well as driving this through pharmacy. It's it's a it's a recipe for for success for your organization in those partnerships of of where you're reaching patients. Um, and and that's oh, thank you. That's good to hear. And I think there's a, a real, you know, when I look at how can we we can work with clinicians and retailers to drive better outcomes. There's really some what I think are some changes we could do in the diagnostic process. You brought up that many people don't are not sensitized to how. Um, you know, a, you know, when they go for their routine blood screening, you know, how important those tests are. And I think COVID has taught us that when there's an, you know, an informed public is, is a powerful public, right? You know, we all understand how important COVID testing is. And when I look at it and I thought about why don't people understand blood tests, I think it's a little bit the paradigm that's often employed, so a, a not uncommon paradigm is you schedule time with your clinician, you you have a you know hands-on time or telemedicine time, and then a blood test is scheduled after, and then maybe three days later, two days later, whatever later, you get a call from somebody from the office saying everything looks okay or this might be an issue. Let's follow up next time you come, and that gets repeated, and part of us. You know, at BAPS and part of our vision for making blood testing accessible and convenient is we want to flip that paradigm. We want that, you know, when you meet with your clinician, that you have your blood results in front of you. So the clinician can look at them. You guys can partner together, take action. You can talk about what is, you know, if you're on medication, do you need to adjust it? You can talk about if there's behavioral things you need to do or if everything looks great. And you could be informed and the clinician could be much more effective. Because them calling you back a few days later is not efficient for them. And it's not efficient for driving health. Because a busy professional might only see their, their clinician when they're sick or once a year. You want to have everything up front. And then when we talk about telemedicine, which I think we all see just the explosion during COVID, and, and I think it's going to, you know, the beauty is it's going to stay around is with telemedicine, you could imagine walking into a pharmacy 
you know, a few days before your appointment, getting your blood pressure and weight and other parameters done, getting your, your um, blood tested, and then a few days later having your appointment. I could even see where potentially retail partners would have telemedicine workstations in a pharmacy or in retail where you come back to it two days or three days later, you have your appointment, and then you can use the power of the pharmacist and other clinicians they have there a lot of times in pharmacies where if, you're, if the clinician prescribes you a new, a new drug or a vitamin where you have somebody that can help you facilitate getting them, filling the prescription, and leaving empowered and knowing how you're going to take control of your health. And I think, you know, people will be compliant if they feel empowered, yeah. right? I think when you're empowered, you're a lot more likely to take control when it's a black box and it's ambiguous and you don't, you know, when you're, when you, you don't really uh, understand it, it's hard to embrace it. I think, you know, the beauty would be what we envision is you having your, your results when you're sitting with your clinicians, you could have a fact-based conversation where, where you can ask questions and where you, you have something that you both see in front of you. It's no longer a mystery. And I think that's the, the beauty, Todd, is that, again, accessibility and you know, having the Babson solution, which we envision having a very broad menu um, and, and covering the, the tests that are typically ordered during your routine blood screen and more, having that available and accessible so that you can get it done before your appointment with your clinician or depending on your state when you want it done, um, will just really increase compliance and hopefully increase early detection of disease and increase health span. So the, the million dollar question, probably literally, if not billion, is the timing of all of this. So can you share with listeners when uh, you're guesstimating that, that Babson uh, Diagnostics will be at full power? Um, I'd love to be able to share schedules. I think you understand we're in a regulated industry and right. several of our components go through FDA and, and I, I, I don't like to, to, to venture on that. Um, we're planning our launch, so we're close enough that we're working with, with potential retail partners to start to plan a launch, and we're actively in clinical studies. Okay. I think one thing that I found that I'm very refreshed, what's unique about the way we do stuff is um, over the last few months, we've been in, in a pharmacy um, at least once or twice a week with, with clinical study participants, collecting samples, using it to, to both um, do, our, do our pivotal clinical studies and also to get feedback from people. You know, in the end of the day, we're, this is a consumer-focused solution, so we're constantly getting feedback from people on the collection experience. We're constantly getting feedback. You know, we have an incredible network, and I wish I could disclose them, of pharmacies and and pharmacists and nutritionists and naturopaths and pharmacy techs that have really embraced our solution, use our solution with actual clinical study participants and, and given us very valuable feedback, you know, and, and that's just been so invaluable. And then I think we, we released a press release just, we did a, recently did a pivotal clinical study where, where we had 81 participants in an actual pharmacy near our headquarters in Austin, where we compared our, um, proprietary Babson approach to to the unipuncture. And again, we were incredibly encouraged with the results. So I can't give you an exact timing. Um, we're, we're planning our commercialization. 
Um, I think it's known that we today partner with local pharmacies to do both COVID serology testing and rapid COVID testing just as a way of, of providing a service to the community. We also have a research collaboration with, with, with Dell Med School, which has been very fruitful in investigating COVID, that, but that's an and to our core business. Our, our core business really is this, bringing accessible broad blood testing to, to convenient locations and largely to pharmacies. So long story short, we're, we're starting to work with our retail partners to plan commercialization, to plan more clinical studies, and also uh, planning our the regular, you know, the final regulatory submissions we need to be on the market. I think, especially pharmacy partnering with you in blood clotting disorders, that that there's new um, medications coming out on, and and ensuring the testing's done right from the beginning. And what other specialty disease states do you think that specialty pharmacy in in Babson will will be hand in hand on? So I think it starts with the most routine stuff, right? As I said, you know, doing a complete blood count and five-part diff and doing a composite myobot panel and lipids and thyroid panels and, you know, things like, um, you know, PSA and, 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 and some of the critical markers. So you look at a broad thing like that. Um, I think we're open to discussing where there's a critical unmet need, mm-hmm. where the accessibility is brought forward. You know, our technology is scalable to broader chemistry, immunoassay, other tests like that. So that's why we've architected in the way we have, and that's why we continue to do our science. So I think anything that that you need to to frequently screen somebody using a you know an immunoassay test or or a test that you typically would go to a patient service center to do, we'd be more than interested to talk about. So you know, I think for me, the eighty twenty rule is always. You just get people to get their routine blood screening done. That's the the key part, right? You know, because a lot of times, you know, whether I like it or not, I'm at the age where I get friends that they know they're not healthy because they have an acute event. And by the time it's gotten to an acute event, it's it's harder to come back from. So our thing is make it easy so that early in life, um, people start to get tested. What's the cyclical... um timing of blood testing that that we should be following um you know i i i'm going for a physical i haven't had a physical in three years which is probably too long and i believe that my physician will off will order a uh, a blood test for me because i have i know i haven't had one in, in years but what is that what is that cyclical time david that we should be getting testing yeah i mean i'm not a, a clinician so this is my opinion right but i think it's it's pretty well established. You should minimally getting it annually, I would say. Okay. I think depending on your risk factors, you might get it done more often. So um, just the personal side, I've always been into kind of this quantified cell biohacking movement of people that, that track their biology. I'm going to share, you know, at a young age, I had a some kind of lipid disorder that I was able to understand and supplement with fish oil and other vitamins and not wood, everything looks great. So for me, getting blood testing, adjusting my supplements and exercise routine and diet, and then looking how the blood results um, result, um, has just been a great, 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 great tool for me. So I get typically blood tested more often. And if you're managing disease or you're trying to present disease, you probably want to get a subset of those tests more frequently. 
right? So I get them, you know, three, four times a year. I know people get it more frequently, but I think a good rule of thumb, you know, is have your annual physical, get an annual broad blood test and use your familial history and your guidance of a clinician to guide how much, how often you get it beyond that. You know, I think it just, it's just so much insight you get from a, a, a diagnostic blood test that you can't go wrong in working with a clinician for what's medically appropriate to get tested. I think the worst thing is, as you said, you know, a lot of people go year after year after year of not getting tested. And it's so easy to notice, you know, it gives you such insight from such an, you know, what we were, we're planning to bring such an easy way. So such an easy and accessible solution in the future. Excellent. I'm going to have in the show notes, um, the Babson, uh, um, connection and, and contact information, babsondx.com, B-A-B-S-O-N-D-X.com is the website. Um, I've enjoyed this conversation. I think our listeners um, have much to learn and partnership with diagnostic companies. Um, I'd like to, to push out this interview through social media. If you're listening right now and interested in reaching out to Babson, please do so. Um, if you're jogging, driving, um, just wait. It'll it'll be in the show notes. But David, I appreciate this. I, it, as a matter of fact, if you have uh, studies in the future that are coming out that you think we could uh, get pharmacists involved in these conversations uh, based on disease state, especially, like you said, the most common uh, blood diseases and or even diabetes and, 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 and cholesterol and, and things that um, seem very block and tackle and in, in keeping control of so that it doesn't spiral out of control, uh, we, we'd very much welcome that. I, I would welcome it too. And please, we have a, a link on our website around on PR and, and they'll get to me. Um, I welcome collaboration. I welcome insights. Um, you know, we're truly developing this solution for for the broad population and developing it again for for accessible locations and to to empower people. And I know it's been as we talked before we started. I mean, I've been incredibly impressed by the podcast I've listened to, um, and I think I'm looking forward to staying in touch and and just as we make more and more progress, hopefully getting invited back so we can share. Absolutely. Thank you. We were on with Dr. David Stein. He is the CEO of Babson Diagnostics. You can find their information at babsondx.com. And as always, I thank you for everything you do as pharmacists and pharmacy technicians. Um, anything that we can do for you, please reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast at Pharmacy Podcast and all social media. Make sure you leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, I thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.